The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall, and I've got a scoop for you. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I encourage you to check out this one. It's called Going In Raw. You heard it here first. Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Hopefully everybody out there had a good weekend. Uh, and uh, want a quick uh, reminder, we've got a new survey open for everybody for the numbers don't lie. We'll be filming that this coming Thursday. You can check it out as a Twitch sub, a YouTube channel member, or a patron at $5 and up on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We've got a bunch of stuff over there, so go check that out, and it's a great way to help support going in raw. But, of course, the voting itself is open to the entire public and this week we're taking a look at Shane McMahon, which should be very interesting given the last, I don't know, the six months or so that yeah. he's had in the world of wrestling. Yeah. So that should be uh, a lot of fun to see where the numbers fall for, for Shane O'Mac uh, coming up this week here on Going In Raw. We've got uh, uh, a, a new Going In Raw view of King of the Ring 1996. We're going to be yep. filming that later on this week. So yep. keep your eyes open for it. I believe this coming weekend yeah, we'll be dropping that one. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. And uh, of course, that's the that's the big famous. You know, you got your birth. you got your Bible thumping, and I got my Austin three sixteen, and that yeah. that one's gonna kick your ass, yeah. or however he says it. I forget how yeah. it goes. <laughs> you got your Bible. You got your Psalms. You got your John three sixteen. And I got Austin. Well, Austin three sixteen says, "I just whooped your ass." Yeah. I got a new T-shirt coming out. It says Austin 316. Whooped your ass. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Weird pay-per-view. I'll just, I'm will just i going to preface it by saying there is a little spoiler for you. What weird a one, huh? weird show that was. All right. I'm excited to check it out. The, uh, the WWE was, WWF, was like super depleted at the time. Yeah. And they're honestly their biggest star, the Ultimate Warrior. That guy, at this point, justified. In, in, in holding out and saying, I don't want to do these live shows because uh, my dad, who I don't even like, recently passed. He didn't mean anything. He was like, yeah, I'm holding out because I got the biggest pop at King of the Ring. And then Vince was like, Bleh. you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, you'll see. As soon as you see Ultimate Warrior come out, massive pop. Yeah. Cody-level pop, Larson. People, people like their nostalgia. They absolutely do. Anyways, uh, anyways, talk about nostalgia. Let's talk about the Undertaker. Apparently, he has nostalgia for uh, the the eighties in oh, the wrestling yeah, absolutely, world. Absolutely, man. So the soon to be WWE Hall of Famer appeared on the True Jordy, right? Jordy, yeah, podcast. man, yeah. That, that that's super popular. You ever seen you ever seen his channel on Twitch? 
Because uh-uh. he has like a, a Twitch channel. The only reason I, I, I noticed it is because the numbers are like ridiculous. Oh, I yeah. believe this fella, uh, the, the guy that it centers around, the true Jordy in question, uh-huh. is a former footballer. In uh, you know in the UK or whatever, I gotcha. think that's what his deal is. I'm sure gotcha. somebody in chat will correct us. Yes, but yes. like the Twitch channel, the, his show is super. It gets like twenty five thousand oh. live oh, wow. views at a time. Yeah, yeah that is a lot. That it's is nuts. a lot. It's like Amaranth. So uh, Taker seemingly doubled down on his past comments, ones he made on the Joe Rogan podcast a few months back about the current WWE product. Uh, in his estimation, not having the grit of his days. These transcripts come to you from Fightful. This is what uh, Mark Calloway had to say. Quote, things have changed. I can't just say that it's changed in wrestling in all sports. It's a different generation. Call it evolution if you want. One, I don't think the guys are leading the same lifestyles that guys in the past did. One, they can't because everything they do, there is somebody somewhere pulling out a cell phone. Mm. I feel bad for them because they can't go and blow off steam somewhere after they work because they are constantly under some type of surveillance. Or I didn't have to worry about that because there wasn't cell phones and all that. When I came up, the locker room was different. It was pretty crusty. You drove everywhere. You didn't fly off very often. There were a few guys that had knives in their bags, guns in their bags. It was a different group of men, not saying one is better or one is worse, but they had a different way of settling things. If there was a disagreement, they go in the shower, and that's where everything got handled. <laughs> you, just, you discussed it and came to an agreement, or you threw down. Just like what happened to Bruiser Brody in Puerto Rico, he got stabbed and he died over a disagreement. That was common fare, not to that degree, but there was a lot of that that happened back in the day, late 80s and before. Those guys didn't put up with any crap and, were, and, and weren't afraid to call somebody out. Today's athlete is just that. They are athletes. They've been trained to do this. I'm sure there are some, but I don't think they have the same bad habits that a lot of us had. And this is when he talks about the grit. He says, I feel like there is a level of grit that is missing from today's product. I don't know that it's anybody's fault. We all aged out. The new group has come up. When you watch Brock wrestle, you're interested because, you know, he has this background as an amateur wrestler, professional wrestler, mixed martial artist. Brock doesn't do a bunch of crazy moves. He manhandles your ass. You get in there, get thrown around, and get smashed. Roman has a little bit of that. When he wants to, Randy Orton has a bit of that in him. A lot of the younger talent is the evolution, that comic book era, the superhero era. That's their motivation, inspiration. They didn't have to come up and bust heads in bars and figure out how they're going to eat, good or bad. It's what it is. Now, I don't feel like he quite exactly romanticizes his era of wrestling to the same degree here that he did in the Joe Rogan thing. I mean, he tempered that a bit. <laughs> I mean, he, he I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, number one, I'm not going to be too harsh on Taker here because I feel like he's got... I actually kind of think he has some sort of point here. Um, a quick correction, by the way. Uh, True Jordy was not actually a former footballer. He was just a fan. <laughs> he looks like he looked like he used to do some shit, though, man. This is a big, beefy dude. But oh, apparently yeah. he just he, he, he was a big time fan and he would just upload rants to YouTube and shit. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So that's so he's done really well as just talk about an inspiration. This dude, he looks legit as heck, though, if you take a look at him. Anyways, getting to what Undertaker says. I mean, look, man, you run into some problems when you start comparing fondly the era of past with the death of Bruiser Brody. I know. Like, that's not, you know, when he says, when he says, I'm not saying one is better and one is worse, but. Objectively, it, one is probably worse when people are dying in the, in the shower. That's the worst I era. don't think a debate could That's be the had worst era. there, man. Like, I, like in, in the Joe Rogan stuff, he was like romanticizing wrestlers having guns in their luggage and stuff and going out and drinking and stuff and like by like maybe 25% he's tempered that romanticism here a little bit. He's trying to be diplomatic a, a bit more diplomatic I feel like a bit. <laughs> a bit. And so when I say he's not romanticizing things as much, I'm talking by a minor percentage. He still obviously thinks very fondly and highly of his era where he came up and was wildly successful. And 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 to a certain degree Again, he tempers his criticism of the current generation a little bit compared to his previous uh, sentiments. Um, a little bit. He obviously thinks that the wrestlers today aren't legit because they never got in bar fights, which I'm sure a lot of wrestlers today got in plenty of bar fights. And this is the one thing that bothers me. Never figured out how they're going to eat. You still hear stories of wrestlers today who haven't made it to WWE like Darby Allen lived in his car, you know, to think that 
hey, for Undertaker to think, wrestlers in my day, we had it so rough. The wrestlers today have it so easy. That's just not the case. It's just maybe the situation is a bit different in that you don't have a bunch of guys who are bouncers who get uh, spotted by some wrestling promoter and says, come on in and wrestle for me. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. Re- most people get in the wrestling business because they want to be wrestlers as opposed to guys doing, you know, quote unquote, tough, tough guy jobs and getting recruited to get into the business. Yeah, man. Look, I, I, I will say this. I agree with everything that you're saying. I will give I will give him this. Number one, uh, who am I to question the Undertaker on anything wrestling? The guy has a legendary career. He's probably a Mount Rushmore guy, and uh, and when it comes to the business of pro wrestling, he probably has a lot of solid points wrapped up in a weird nostalgia. Look, I understand being wrapped up in in nostalgia that is is that doesn't make any sense. Here's a prime example: people genuflecting over blockbuster and Hollywood video and going to the video store, right? There's like documentaries about blockbuster and there was like the one about the last blockbuster and how great was it back in the day? How awesome was it back in the day when we had four fucking channels to choose from and like today, Oh, there's too much to choose from. We have like eight different streaming services. It's amazing what we have, but people of our age old, not as old as undertaker, but people of our age, indulge in that type of nostalgia as if having to go out in the rain to blockbuster and search for a shitty movie that you bring home and then it sucks and you're just stuck with it is better than the option that we have now, which is, you know, everything is at your fingertips and you can, if you don't like something five minutes in, you switch to something else. Yeah. You get to binge watch, et cetera, et cetera. I understand the idea of romanticizing nostalgia. He grew up in a time that he, has a fondness for because it was when he was vital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, That's no, fine. I understand that. I understand that perspective. Clearly it's not healthier than no. what's going on today. But when he says, I will give him this because I think, I think he thinks that he equates the old time, the old school with an older school wrestler like Brock or like Randy Orton who come from, they were rookies 20 years ago. And I'll be honest with you, there are not a lot of Brock Lesnar's to the detriment of the WWE. I love guys like uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, et cetera, et cetera. And they have not been properly utilized creatively. Hold on a second. Let me just finish and then then you can raise your hand. But like Brock Lesnar's, those are singular legit guys, right? Who like went to the UFC and dominated there and then came back and they were properly, he was properly pushed to the moon. Now, I don't even think there was a lot of Brock Lesnar's 20 years ago. But if the, idea, if the idea is, if the idea is that wrestlers need to have a bit more legitimacy and credibility and WWE needs to recruit more tough dudes like that, maybe he's got a point because they have a Brock Lesnar and not five Brock Lesnar's. But I kind of think that's different than people walking around with guns and, and, and knives in their in their bags yeah, I and think doing two coke things, yeah. off of each other's backs and, and shooting steroids if, into each other's inner if, thighs. If you wanna if, if if he wants to say he misses the days of wrestlers going out there and you they're believable tough guys. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's the, that's the approach and style to wrestling that one can appreciate. And, and yeah, if that's I take, feel if like that's, that's his main point. I, I feel like that's half of what he's saying here. The last latter half, that's what he's saying. And if that's just what he prefers in pro wrestling, so be, you can't really argue with that. Yeah, sure. But to say, to, to romanticize whether to a great degree or a little degree, uh, the idea that, you know, the days of, of your, where guys were drinking a lot, doing a lot of drugs, bringing weapons to the locker room, getting fights in the showers, leading to a murder, was in any way on par with what's going on today in terms of a, a decent work environment? He's off base, okay? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that. 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It would be nice if, look, we all love the the old grizzled uncle who sits around and tells stories about the Wild West, right? About the the, the, the days of yore, yeah. which yeah. were fucking crazy. This guy's an entertainer. He's on a show, a wildly popular Twitch channel slash who knows, podcast, whatever. And his he's there to tell stories. And so he's going to adopt the role of, Uncle who's telling fucking cool stories about how brutal the past was. If you don't sort of line that with, and I don't know, I haven't seen this. I'm just reading the transcripts here. If you don't line that with, on the other hand, it's kind of nice that that their hearts aren't exploding at the age of 42 because they take really good care of themselves these days for the most part. I feel like, yeah, you're being a little bit disingenuous because that's a large part of it. It's kind of a cool thing that we don't have a lot of Bruiser Brodies exactly. happening anymore. Exactly. We don't, we, we don't have as many of this current generation of wrestlers. Wrestlers dying way too young. You but know, it's not his. I mean, what do we need him to tell us that? No, we need him not. to tell obviously us that. And I, and I will say this at the end. He says all this stuff and he says, I'm sure there are some, but I don't think there are the same bad habits that a lot of us had. So at least he acknowledges that the atmosphere in the locker room is different now. You know, it'd be nice to say that there was an improvement in that aspect that there weren't guys with weapons. Mm-hmm. There weren't a bunch of like, you know, uh, uh, the wrestlers now are taking better care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And the acknowledgement that, that and some acknowledgement that is an advancement. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, just another approach to as they how they did it back then. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, same as it was on the Rogan podcast, Undertaker was saying this stuff with sort of a smile on his face and a wink and a nod. And and there is an aspect of it that is just, you know what, he's telling a story, shit was crazy back then, and let me play the role of guy who's, you know, uh, wistfully nostalgic for this stuff, even as as it was fucking nuts. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, Undertaker, we get it. <laughs> Like, we know shit was crazy back then. Keep on telling your stories about the good old days of people stabbing each other and whatnot. And uh, and we'll be I'll be happy knowing that, uh, you know, chances are uh, I'm going to see a Seth Rollins who's well in his 60s, probably not looking a lot different than he does today in his 30s because he takes such good care of himself. And also, I would not be surprised we see someone like Seth Rollins, though he loves the business, not feeling like he has to wrestle into his 60s. He'll he'll be doing it if he loves to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and that's a good thing to see. And it seems like Randy Orton, a man in his 40s now, has been doing it since his 20s and younger. I mean, like he looks not too different than he did 20 years ago. He looks almost exactly the same. I know. And he seems to love what he's doing in this moment. And Mm -hmm. and that's great to see because you want to see them enjoying themselves um, and not killing themselves in the ring. Yeah. Uh, So. Yeah, it's uh, it's it always cracks me up. I I don't know, man. This, this shit always cracks me up because I'm guilty of the same thing. It's just when I was a kid, it wasn't you know I didn't grow up and people were stabbing me uh, uh, left yeah, and you're, right. Yeah, you're watching mass cartoons and stuff. Right, well, exactly. What, and it's like know, for me to I, try I, to compare uh, the old that old school uh, you know five frames a second the cartoons we used to watch versus what Alabama gets to watch these days, which is like crystal clear CG mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, stuff on Disney Plus. You know, but then at the same time, she she enjoys like, you know, I I, I have her. We, we watched the Mandalorian together 
And yeah. she loves that kind of stuff. So for whatever reason, I, I haven't been able to transition her into like a new hope. Um, yeah. But I want to try again because I haven't tried in like two years. But, but yeah, everybody has yeah, their shit. And I'm sure, look, I'm sure uh, our kids' generation these days are going to find the next generation's conveniences to be, you know, oh, in my day. More burdensome than convenient, you know? Maybe. I, I, my day it, we didn't have implants that went into our heads and we could access disney plus from our brains yeah you yeah know, we had to you get know, I, we had to get on a phone to do it i think i think most generations uh romanticize their particular era of of, of growing up as their ideal because it was what they experienced yep. my grandpa I hated just, the beatles man <laughs> that was my dad was all about <laughs> yeah uh let's talk about wb's future maybe maybe their present even Talk about Gable Stevenson. So uh, fresh off winning his second consecutive NCAA heavyweight wrestling championship and then seemingly retiring from amateur wrestling right there after that victory. WB signee Gable Stevenson announced on Twitter that he uh, will be at WrestleMania saying it's time. Uh, following his win, Stevenson was also interviewed by Sports Illustrated where he reiterated that, quote, I plan on going to WrestleMania. That's the first time WB fans will see me and what I'm about. I'm going to put my heart out there. He continues later on. There have been times I've thought about the UFC and NFL. If I'm not even 22 years old. There's still time to branch out into other places. I'm also aware of what's in front of me. This is my chance to work for Vince McMahon and WWE and create something you've never seen before. Uh, so Dave Melser mentioned on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio that Gable will also be showing up as a regular on WWE TV in the near future, saying, quote, I'm pretty sure... That some clips of the NCAA tournament will be on Raw tomorrow night because he's going to be on the Raw brand as a regular very, very soon with and with a push. So I wouldn't be surprised he's involved in some segment at Mania, gets physical, shows off some stuff he can do, and then they start really building him up as a character on TV. Seemingly he's going to bypass NXT entire. That's a smart move. That's a really smart move. I mean, look, I don't know. It, things are just kind of different these days from in terms of being a household name. I mean, he's probably as much a household name as you can get um, these days, I, I would imagine. Uh, hell, I mean, honestly, in 96, I don't even know if I knew who, or 99, I don't know if I knew who yeah. Kurt Angle was before yeah, he I came in. Either. I didn't really pay attention to the Olympics. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm a wait and see. If, if he's, you know, clearly, obviously, athletically, he's very gifted. Um, I've heard that he's got uh, quite a bit of charisma. That's what it's going to boil down to. The, the guy obviously is going to have, you know, the chops to make it in the ring. Um, yeah. I, I, I would imagine he'd probably, under the right mentorship, be able to to learn how to tell a good story. Yeah. So I, I, I think we can probably expect Kurt Angle on that level. Now it's going to be what he could do from a character standpoint. That's, that's really going to define that's whether he can be pushed as a main eventer or not. Yeah, that's going to be everything. Yep. If what he has translates through the camera, uh, on the microphone to the crowd, and we have zero clue if that's going to be the case. If he comes yep. out there and he's a deer in the headlights with all those people there. Uh, expecting certain things, if he if they start wetting him when he gets on the mic, I don't know. They might be wise to give him a, a, a manager, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, to help him with some of this stuff to begin yeah. with. Yeah, you know, like especially if he can handle the in ring aspect of it. Maybe it's the promo aspect of it that he needs more time with. You know, give him somebody that can do a lot of his talking for him. Someone yeah. that maybe they can develop uh, a good rapport and have some decent back and forth, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the other hand, they might just, uh, like Matt here in chat says, you know, give him the Ronda Rousey role. She is not a good promo mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. But the aura of Ronda Rousey is everything. Now, could they replicate that with somebody who isn't quite the name uh, and 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 has the accomplishments of a Ronda Rousey on the professional level that she did in, in MMA. Um, it remains to be seen if they, you know, I mean, WWE is good at production. They should be running, you know, they should do is not debut him, but start running video vignettes. Let us get to know him in sort of a docu fashion, yeah, and 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 let us understand what he is before he shows up. Mm -hmm. Um, and then and then we can see. But like you said, it's gonna 
all boil down to his character. Can he connect with the fans? That's 90% of pro wrestling, man. You could be, honestly, you could be dog shit in the ring. If people are into you, they'll forgive a lot. <laughs> they'll they'll forgive a lot, man. If you connect with the crowd, they'll forgive a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, AEW, they got a new partnership. So uh, DDT held their 25th anniversary show this weekend. And during that show, uh, AEW Vice President of Talent Relations, Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels, announced via Matt Chat question. The following quote, AEW and DDT have come to an agreement to bring DDT's wrestlers to the United States of America. Later on during the show, after losing to uh, Shinshiro Takagi, uh, Michael Nakazawa announced that it was himself and Kenny Omega that apparently brokered this deal between the two promotions. Um, and my understanding is that uh, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling uh, is affiliated with DDT. So maybe the possibility exists that we get not just wrestlers from DDT, but also uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro coming to the States, being on AEW television. It's all very exciting. That's very neat, man. I remember when AEW started and they were like, hey, we're going to be getting a bunch of people from around the world that you've never heard of. And then that didn't happen. I mean, pandemic probably killed that a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, they certainly moved away from that philosophy. Maybe with this, they're going to start getting into that a little bit more. Some hidden gems around the world that maybe yeah. North American audiences or American audiences might not be too familiar well, with. Not just not just hidden gems in terms of wrestlers, but also match stipulations like wrestling match in office building, wrestling match uh, at water amusement park. Yeah, we've gotten close with Stadium Stampede, but I feel like if you take the Stadium Stampede concept, you 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 marry it to the DDT Pro style of doing things. You know, yeah, water parks, office buildings. Um, I think the mall, the, the mall. Yeah, that's good. Uh, possibilities are endless. This is pretty exciting, man. Bringing a yeah. bunch of different shit from around the world uh, in in front of uh, uh, the eyes of the AW crowd. I'm all about it. All about absolutely it. all about it absolutely absolutely yeah. another thing all about aw rampage i thought it was a really good show friday uh, a lot of really good wrestling this opening bout between darby allen and the butcher darby allen got the shit beat out of him he got that's beat that is up. that's the match man i mean that's that's every darby allen match this dude just gets his ass handed to him um yeah the, like you know the bigger thing here is of course darby allen uh, uh gets the win no uh yeah they yeah, you got the count out win. Yeah, that's right. He got a count out win here. After um, getting beat up, that yeah. spot especially, I know it was on Twitter all over the place where the butcher had him in a, a clover leaf, mm-hmm. and Darby tried to to free himself from it, so a butcher power bombed him. Yeah, oof. And then while maintaining the clover leaf hole and then putting that putting the clover leaf right back on him, that was great. Yeah. So after the match, you've got the AFO. You got Private Party. They attack Darby and Sting from behind. You got Blade and Andrade joining in. The Hardy Brothers make the save, Matt grabs the mic, says, here, come on, get in the ring, let's go at it, let's fight now. The AFO gets on the apron, they act like they're going to get in the ring, and they're like, eh, eh, not going to get in the ring. And then, oh my God, Matt Hardy challenges the AFO to a, to a an eight-man tornado tag match on Dynamite. Larson, this is like two tornado tag matches in the span of like three weeks for Sting, I know, and Sting standing there like, what? And it's like the Hardy Boys, they're all jacked up from being together again, and now Sting's got to go diving off shit again, another tornado tag match. Yep. What are yeah, they he, thinking, man? I thought this was only going to be cinematics for this old man. No. Sting's loving it. He's loving yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure he's loving every second of this. He's probably having a blast. Oh, he's I mean, be seen if he'd be taking any dives from the vomitorium down to somebody in a table. He's got he's he got to ease up on that stuff, right? I mean, he's that's why I kind of think you yeah. save that for pay per views, you know? Yeah, this once every be, hey, once every three match though, it's gonna, gonna be a fun match. match. Yeah, and if anybody's probably jumping off the vomitorium through anybody on tables in this match, it's probably gonna be Jeff Hardy. Yeah, man. Uh, after, after that, that we, we had, had a Scorpio, Scorpio Sky promo. Wow, promo. Uh, he's talking about how losers make excuses. True. And he says, well, losers make excuses. I make history. Dan Lambert says some stuff. Didn't pay attention to that. And, he, and then uh, Paige Van Zandt staying there, too. Um, and she says, I look better than any woman has any right to and fights better than any man. She says, jump aboard the Paige Van Zandt train or get run over. There you go. 
She didn't she didn't act that nervous talking. Nope. Uh, after that, we had Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. This match was really good too. Yeah, this was this was a really terrific match. Uh, Layla, uh, in the end, was going to go to that turnbuckle again. She tried to grab that from under the ring, and then Statlander, sort of an NWO uh, dressed in all black, Statlander with a very minimal amount of face paint, comes out, grabs it from her, and then Red Velvet hits that matrix kick, matrix kick for the win. So uh, Statlander has sort of avenged. Her, uh, that loss at the paper. to a degree, I think she yeah. needs to get her win back over she her. Needs to really, now. Yeah, to really she needs to really do that. Win to really get it all that. the way back. Exactly. Uh, after that, we had a QT Marshall pro- uh, promo. He says uh, the whole world's still buzzing about what Hook did to him at Revolution. Said either even his own mom called yeah. it up. And said, "Are you upset about your loss?" And he says, "No, I'm proud." Mm-mm. Says next week he's going to invite Hook to the ring and present him with the first ever QT Marshall certificate. Of accomplishment, is he gonna be like a uh, like a bowling shirt? It should be a giant like publisher's clearinghouse check type deal, a this giant is... certificate of that size. Yeah, He's... maybe it's a bowling shirt too. Why? Why his gimmick is like fifty five year old man? Yeah, like he was even super. And I know you're you know you're a fan of the boss yourself, but the yeah. way he talks about Springsteen, he oh, acts like the same high school. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he <laughs> like, yeah, he went to the same high school. And Aaron's so so confused about who that is. <laughs> <laughs> right, which like I don't like QT's thirty five years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I meant went to the same high school as the boss. Well, like Springsteen was already super old by the time QT Marshall was in high school. Yeah. Anyways, it's pretty funny though. I mean, I appreciate it. it. You funny. guys got plugs and everything. Uh, after that, we had House of Black versus Fuego del wow. Sol and Bear this Country. This was this was destruction at the hands of, hands of House of Black. Yeah, except for that one moment when Fuego went off on all three members of House of Black. That I'm lasted like, all of thirty seconds, though. Yeah, but he went off. I know he got some shit in, but then he jumped right into a jumping knee from Malachi. It was dropped him. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. It was a pretty fun dropped moment. him, yeah. and then uh, Malachi and Buddy take out Bear Country. Not Buddy, sorry, Brody. Malachi and Brody take out Bear Country with a moonsault and a suicide dive, respectively. And then Buddy Murphy hits Fuego with his finish for the win. It was also quick and also violent, this whole match. Yeah, yeah. Everything House of Black did was quick and super violent. Yeah, they're they're, they're quite the violent group there. Yes. Uh, After that, we had a Penta Oscuro promo with cheesy Alex wearing his cheesy getup. Penta says... uh, Say it right, say it right. Penta says... Thank you. Says the House of Black, thanks for changing us. Uh, we see, oh, we see that you like to hide in the darkness, but that's where Penta is the strongest. In life, only two things are guaranteed, and one of which is that death triangle is inevitable. Yep. Uh, then we are customary pre-main event interview. Uh, Max Caster is asked if he's worried. He goes, "No, I'm a big guy too. I'm not afraid to to back it up." Well, he's, he's pointing his, his rear end towards the camera and doing that. He's bagging his ass up, man. Yep. And he says that's what Keith is going to be kissing after this match. Bowen says he acclaimed isn't afraid of Keith Henry the eighth sounding ass. Mm-hmm. This is their night, their show. Everybody loves the acclaimed. And Keith Lee's like, he's just so calm. Yeah. He says, I don't dislike you. I'm actually a fan. I appreciate what you bring to AEW. I even appreciate you calling me a king, as they should. Because when you get in the ring with an entity like me, you're going to learn a lesson, and it's going to be very painful. So prepare yourself because at the end of the day, the acclaimed are just going to be another stepping stone for me. Yep. And then we had Keith Lee versus Max Caster. This is a man, Max Caster, just selling like crazy for the power of Keith Lee. This was good stuff. Uh, Keith Lee ended up getting the win, of course, with a big bang catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, afterwards, Hobbs leaves commentary, walks down to the ring. He brawls a little bit with Keith Lee. Uh, Starks joins in on the brawl. Uh, acclaimed comes over. Caster blasts Lee with a boombox. They put him back in the ring. And then Swerve makes the save with a chair and uh, and runs off uh, Team Taz and the acclaimed. So it looks like we're going to get a, a pairing here of Keith Lee yeah. and Swerve Strickland. That's pretty awesome. Of course, they've got history uh, prior to WWE. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah. Prior to WWE, you mean AEW? <laughs> Um, prior to no, no, prior to when they were in WWE together on gotcha, the independent gotcha. ranks, they yeah, used yeah. to uh, have matches and team together and stuff. Yeah, so that'll be fun to see. Because uh, they didn't really mix it up in NXT all that much. Did no. they? Did they no. ever have a match? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Maybe they my memory's garbage though. So same. Uh, we got a Raw tonight. We do. So you know, 
that's happening. Uh, we got a preview. Becky Lynch is set to address her brutal attack on Bianca. Yeah, the WWE announced that Bianca is going to be out for an indefinite amount of time after like suffering a throat injury at the hands of Becky last week. So, well, indefinite means up until the Raw, the WrestleMania Go Home Raw. Maybe Uh, so. AJ he returns tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Imagine to uh, to confront Blue Edge. I hope it's going to be uh, like from 2K19, the golden AJ. That's what I'm like. It's That'd the only way. Awesome. If, if it's golden AJ, he's got a chance at Mania. Otherwise, Blue Edge has it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, RK Bro to take on Alpha Academy. I would not be surprised if Alpha Academy wins this and then gets the into the WrestleMania match. Or it's like a wonk finish, and then that's how they get to the WrestleMania match. Could be. Could be. And then uh, Finn Balor looks for retribution on Austin Theory. Ooh, is Pat McAfee gonna make? Is Pat oh, McAfee gonna make an appearance on maybe. Raw tonight? Maybe my dream match, WrestleMania. What? Anyway, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Yeah, we got a that. bunch of great questions here on our Twitter. Every Monday we put up a Twitter thread here. That going in raw. Let me get yes. to the actual account. You're probably there before I am. Uh, B Man says you're assigned to solve a murder. Awesome. Pick Won't one wrestler. What's that? Won't be solved, but please continue. Pick one wrestler from each major company to form a team, and why do you choose who you choose? Malachi Black, because he already had to deal with the whodunit Johnny Gargano murder. Good, good. So, uh, yeah, be Malachi. And then um, um, I, uh, Xavier Woods, because I believe he has a degree in psychology. Oh, wow. Profiler. I like that. That's good. Okay. Uh, from uh, AAA, who do we choose? Chess man, I don't chess know. Man. It'd be chess, chess man. man, of course, it'd be chess, chess man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Guerrero, speaking of triple mania, Mr. Triple Mania, Juan Guerrero Jr. says, Picture an alternate reality attitude era where Stone Cold and Goldberg are switched. What Austin's on an undefeated streak in WCW, and Goldberg 316 is running wild in the WWF. How would history have turned out? Who would have won? Uh, WCW would have because they had Austin. Like Goldberg, you know, his whole thing was about like squash matches and 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 looking at the camera and screaming a lot, um, having intensity. He was not a good talker. Yeah, that's true. So I don't th- if if it was a, a Goldberg three sixteen deal, yeah, as Mr. Tripmania here describes it. So much of that was based on Austin's promo ability. Yeah, sure. If you had to rely on Bill to carry that load from, uh, of the promos, yeah. it w- really wouldn't have gone anywhere. You know, there's a secondary aspect as well. Of course, WCW hired over Vince Russo, who a lot of Vince Russo's stuff was Stone Cold based. And there's two things. Who was Vince Russo's number one guy? Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, who hated Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. Yeah. Via how shitty his dad treated him, allegedly, right. back in the USWA days. And so you would not have had the ascent in WCW of Jeff Jarrett. And because I always, I love Jeff Jarrett now. I think he's terrific now. Your camera froze. Back then, back then, I couldn't stand Jeff Jarrett. He had go away heat. And because he was booked so strong in WCW, yeah, I did not like to, I, I didn't want to watch. Yeah, same. And Stone Cold would have refused to do business with him. And Vince Russo would have been like, this is like I helped create this guy in WWF. Assume well, I don't know when this I don't know when this alternate history changed. I don't know when this all went yeah, down. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But if it was like, I don't know, it's around SummerSlam ninety eight, they swap places or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Or uh, uh ninety yeah, ninety eight. I don't know, whatever. Well, I mean, if you yeah, I guess it could have been all the way back to ninety six. Because then Goldberg would have had one King of the Ring ninety six. Let's say Stone Cold, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. WCW would have won. Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Lewis, of the currently announced WrestleMania matches, which has the highest possibility for disappointment? I feel like the biggest degree of this could be really shitty versus this could be actually pretty cool is Kevin Owens Stone Cold. I think there's the possibility that, oh, they could do some maybe really cool shit here. Or it could be a turd. It could be like a Miz TV type turd. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the announced matches so far. Which one? Uh, Ronda versus Charlotte could be really good or really bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, Organ Grinder, I just realized that Will Ospreay's real name is Will Ospreay, just like Bret Hart's real name is Bret Hart. Who in the history of pro wrestling do you think had the best shoot name? Hey, that's kind of a question. I kind of feel like it's a non-starter, but like Gable Steveson, clearly they're not going to change his name. No. But should they? If they don't want him leaving for AEW, I wonder how long, like, is his contract like 10 years long? So like, It's going to be an interesting that. test to see what level of of brand establishment, if you will, they're willing to accept and just use that person's name mm-hmm. rather than thinking, no, we got to change this person's name because they've already introduced him on WTV as Gable Steves. That's they, already happened. They totally have. And I just, I, I think it's probably because, hey, we have such faith in our ability to get this guy in from the ground floor, wine him, dine him, give him a ton of money, make him the focal point so he's never going to want to leave. Maybe they just have such faith that they're like, "Hey, this is we're gonna we're gonna have or him keep his name." I mean, it might just be they think they could make more money using with him using his real name as opposed to giving him a new name because people know who Gable Stevenson is. Yeah, the best shoot name is clearly Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that is that is a fucking fantastic. That name. is a really good. It name. It really is. That is a really good name. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Rich, how would you book Cody's debut without Seth Rollins? Probably have him like without Seth. Um, he goes and confronts Roman after Roman beats Brock. Oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Only to lose at the next pay per view. The WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. Yep. Uh, White Brownie with the news of Cody signing with WB getting out. Should they stay on course with his re debut, or could you see them having Cody show up at the Raw uh, before Mania? They'll stay the course. I think they're going to stay the course. I think people are going to tune in, assuming he might show up, and uh, and they've got that in the bag. I think they got it locked up. Yep. Um, Anthony Tobias with FTR versus the Briscoe brothers at Supercard of Honor. Did you see the Briscoes won the Crockett Cup. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert for anybody who is looking forward to watching the Spoiler Cup, not live. Uh, will we see AEW talent show up on pay-per-views every now and then to keep people interested in Ring of Honor? Oh, so assuming like once Ring of Honor sort of starts their, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever Tony Khan yeah. wants it to be, um, I, I I expect AEW talent to show up selectively. Yes, I do. I think that's going to be the thing. Yeah. Uh, Nikhil says I was scrolling through videos of old retro computers and found a commercial for a computer with King Kong Bundy in 1987. Vince apparently became salty because he was not making a cent on those commercials. Can you name other stuff involving money that made Vince angry? Uh, seemingly anything involving Ultimate Warrior asking for more of it. <laughs> yeah, even though he was the biggest star they had in 1996, Larson. You just, well, man, that crowd was fucking nuts for him. <laughs> Oh man! guy gas himself right now on the way to the I know, ring. I know. Uh, Mayor Planet Houston, in honor of March Madness, if going in Raw had a mascot, what would it be? A uh, dude dressed up like a big goofy mascot costume, but big red. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say the poo emoji. Well, that's a little generic. I like to think they're a little bit better now. I think we got that big red title back there. Guy with little arms coming out like that. <laughs> Trying to lead the crowd to cheer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all Al Long, the Watchtower. If you can manage any wrestler at one specific time in their career, who would it be? Oh, it would be the Freebirds. I'd manage the Freebirds, man. How about this? You manage the Freebirds, I'll manage the Von Erics, then we get to throw hands. That'd be fucking rad. That'd be so cool. That'd be really neat, man. we get so much action back then, too. <laughs> Take that for however you want. Uh, a dude called Quest <laughs> says, will WWE still have superstars in four years or will we still have Roman versus Brock? Are we still going to have Roman versus Brock in four years? Uh, probably not. We'll probably have Roman versus Gable Stevenson. Yeah, they're going to do that. And like- Roman versus Braun Breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shane's birthday tweet. In the long run, which of the four horsewomen will have been the most impactful. It's hard not to say Sasha Banks. She's already like uh, doing, she's already, I think she's trying to be the rock, man. I think she's trying to 
get in like she's gonna have her own Star Wars spinoff show in like two years. Yeah. I think that's yeah, gonna be a thing. I think she's gonna grow her brand on the Hollywood level. I think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um we've already seen Becky show up in some movies and you know, she was in an ESPN commercial and such. Yeah. She's crossed over a bit to the mainstream. She's bit. that's more like the Miz doing movies though. Like she was in like oh, what, the Marine and then the USA show. They had the they had the fight scene. Was she on Billions? Is that what she was on? Yeah, she was on Billions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Sasha has an inside. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. She's on the inside. I'm just saying. Track, also. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. She's as well stuff. as. Yeah. 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 But I think it's. I think Charlotte's going to be like wrestling, wrestling for a yeah, while. Yeah, I think so too. I it wouldn't surprise me. If, Becky's probably going to be wrestling, but I could see her trying to branch out a little bit. But I just think that Sasha already has her sights. She's like, mm-hmm. I can wrestle or not. I want the Hollywood shit. Yeah. Uh, the wild dude. Uh, what do you think is the best strategy to getting Bullet Club back on track to becoming the dominant force they were when Kenny was the leader? Oh, easy. Easy. Go all in. All in nope. on House of Torture. Opposite of that. What's the what? What's the, uh, the initials there? Hot. They're hot. The House of Torture. That's where you go. The no, biggest want- problem with Bullet Club is that they haven't go- gone all in on it. No, if you want to make Bullet Club worse, you go all in on House of Torture. When they when they really do like House of Torture stuff, some of that could be basically unwatchable. The Ishii uh, Evil match at Wrestle Kingdom was unwatchable. It was awful. Or was it match of the year? Mm, no, you saw it. it. You were in agreement with me that it was basically unwatchable. I don't remember my thoughts on that. Greg Morris says, book the Scott Hall WrestleMania Memorial Ladder match. Hey, yo. Um, it Which would SmackDown wrestlers are in it, so we'd Ricochet and five others. Uh, Ricochet busy with Johnny Knoxville can't have Sammy in there. Butch, all right. Uh, Woods, good. Uh, come on, there's other good wrestlers there. I know. Uh, so many of them already got media matches though, and the SmackDown roster is not that large. It's pretty thin. So we got Ricochet. We oh, got Shinsuke. He's in a t- he's going to challenge for the tag title. Can't do it. He's in the tag title match. Uh, the one of the Umberto's Garza. Okay. They ain't going to be do nothing. Okay. So I'll go with Mansoor. Carrillo. I'll say with Carrillo. Oh, and Mansoor. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Apollo's on Raw. Mm-hmm. Dave says Apollo. He's on Raw. Wow. Yeah, the SmackDown roster is really. There's really no mid card. They have no, no mid card whatsoever. No. It's weird. It is very strange. Yeah, bring uh, Damian Priest over from Raw and have him in it. He's, hey, he's Scott Hall guy. Oh yeah, returning Ali. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen. That dude is content to just sit. NJWP. Uh, uh, how long until Cody wins a title in the WWE? It's either going to be the U.S. title within three months, or or the Intercontinental. Well, no, he's going to be on Raw, so it'll probably be the U.S. title within three months. Yeah. Yeah. Or or they're going to give him a belt. Oh, give him his own bill. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Hart the Duchy says, let's take Scott Hall out of this. Yeah. What's your all-time favorite Hall of Fame speech? Well, I assume this is just WB Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, let's take Michael Jordan's uh, bitter <laughs> criticism yeah, of everybody who doubted him out of it. Um... I don't know. Do any really stand out? I'll be honest. I have not seen a lot of them. I don't typically watch the Hall of Fame. Yeah, did Jake the Snake have like a really... Lou brings up Jake the Snake. His is probably really good. Yeah. His is probably really good. Yeah, Mr. T had a good one. Midnight Fowler says Mr. T had a good yeah. one. Yeah. I think he talked I about his that. mom or something. I remember that. Uh, let's see. But then they started, but it was awkward because at the end, I think they started playing him off. Like didn't yeah, Kane come did. out and like shove him off or choke slam so, him or something? something? Like yeah. I don't think he choke slam. He probably tried to big boot. Not that. Uh, oh, perfect. Close line off the top rope. Blue asks now that, yeah, now that they, now that the Toyota ads with Shinsuke and Boogs are done, Toyota decides that Steven Larson should be the next people oh. to be in their ads. What sort of outdoor adventures would you go on? I'll like play horseshoes. Uh, what's that game? The the one that we played in your backyard that one time? Uh, corn cornhole. Cornhole, yeah, yeah, cornhole. 
But then we just get bitchy with each other. <laughs> exactly. Like we do with all other things. Yeah, and then we drive we drive our tundra to Del Taco to make amends. There we go. Over we, we drive gate. it out to the Barstow Del Taco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh let's see. We talked about that already. Uh J Man asks, what does Ricochet do next? Hopefully he's involved in a multi man intercontinental ladder match at WrestleMania. Yes. Uh joke, joke, joke. Do you think the promos between Charlotte and Ronda have been good so far. Do you think the promos would have been better if Ronda was facing Becky? Do you think some wrestlers can bring out better promos from people than others? No, no. I, well, I, I do think that some can. Not in the case of Ronda. She's a terrible promo. She's yeah. always been a terrible promo. The 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 basic hint of uh, of of mediocre from her is met with uh, a mass amount of like uh, joy because she's so bad. So no. Charlotte's good. Charlotte's fine. She's a bit. Yeah. You get what you get with Charlotte. Yeah. Rhonda is just, it's like she wants to be anywhere else. It does seem that way, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does seem that way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> anyways, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.